I don't believe in the word procrastination. Like, I don't really believe in that word. I told a young lady in Australia who told me she was a procrastinator. I said, look, if I told you to meet me here tomorrow at 5 a.m., I'm going to give you $3 million, where would you be? She said, I'm going to be right there at 4.59, ready to get that $3 million. And I said, so there's no such thing as procrastination. What it is, is it's not important to you. Right? It's not, it's not meaningful to you. It's not, it's not something that's urgent to you. And when something is not urgent, you put it off. So, yep, you're in school, yes. You probably are getting grades, etc. But if it's not meaningful to you, if it's not important to you, then you're not going to make it a priority. So what you have to do is find out how can you make it meaningful? How can you make it purposeful? How can, how can you make it stick? And when you can find that out, I promise you, you'll get up early, you'll get there first, and you'll do whatever it takes to make that goal a reality. So for me, no such thing as procrastination is a such thing as it's not a priority to you. You said that you were going to graduate this year. You were going to finish college this year. You said you were going to run a marathon, right? This is what you said out of your mouth. All I'm doing is I'm saying, listen to me, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not telling you you should do this. You should do that. You should do this. I didn't tell you all year what you should do. But what I did tell you is don't talk about it. Be about it. You should be tired, all right? You should be tired of talking about it, and you should be at a place where you're doing something about it, all right? The reason why you have not become successful, the reason why you are not like a locomotive, the reason why you're not having success in your life is because every single day you got an excuse, and I need you to do me a favor. I made my last excuse yesterday, my last reason. I came up with my last reason yesterday of why I can't do what I'm supposed to do. And so, I need you to do me a huge favor. All your excuses, all your good reasons, everything, every, everything that's keeping you from doing what you're supposed to do, I need you to put it behind you and say yesterday was the last day for that foolishness. Yesterday was the last day to say I don't have enough money to do this. I don't have enough money to go to school. I don't have enough money to get a computer. I don't have, I don't have what it takes. I'm not smart enough, right? I, I don't write well enough. I don't sing well enough. That's why I didn't do my CD. I didn't write my book because I'm not on that level. Listen to me. You better hear what I'm saying. Yesterday was the last day that I want to hear an excuse. It's over with. I was embarrassed. I said, listen to me, no more defeats. No more defeats, man. No more. I was tired of feeling defeated. I was tired of talking about I was going to do it and didn't do it. And I hated the feeling of when somebody asked me, yo, E, where the book? I ain't got it. I was tired of getting beat. I was tired of defeat. I said, I'm going to get it done. Every time you set this big goal, you never get it accomplished because you never break it up in manageable pieces. This is it. I'm talking about procrastinators. You still have time. Don't quit. Don't give up. You still have time. You can do it. You can make it happen, but you can't do it procrastinating. You can't do it talking about it, all right? So I just want to go back and recap because I want to make sure you hear what I'm saying. But I, I dare you, I double dare you to do exactly what you said you were going to do when the year started because it's not too late. I have a question for you. What's your next chapter? I'm dead serious. What is the next chapter of your life? I don't care how young you are, how old you are. I want to turn the tables back on you.
I want you to think about where you've been. I want you to think about why are you here? There is a new chapter starting in your life, in your business, in your relationships. And it's going to start right now. So what is it? You know exactly what you're afraid of. You know exactly what you've been avoiding. And you got to make a decision to change it. You know exactly what it is. Don't BS anybody. You know what you need to do different. You know the changes you need to make. And if you can do that, you stop kidding yourself, you can win. You can overcome your fear, overcome procrastination. You know, you know when you are guilty of wasting time and laying in bed and you're being lazy. You know it. Whether that was 7 o'clock in the morning or 6 o'clock in the morning, you know it. You ever wake up and you feel that sense of dread? You got a job you hate going to? You got a body that you don't like? You just don't feel that good? So believe it or not, understand that anxiety, worry, procrastination, self-doubt, they are all habits. Self-doubt is a habit. It's a behavior, a thinking pattern that you repeat over and over and then it becomes automated. In today's world, this is the number one skill for you, self-control. I think that everybody wants freedom in all the various aspects of their life. Of course, everyone wants financial freedom. Everyone wants to have more free time. Those are two really easy examples to understand. And if you want to have financial freedom, well, then how are you going to get there? The answer is you have to have financial discipline. And same thing with more free time. If you want to have more free time, then you have to have a more disciplined time management schedule. I want you to leverage the progress principle. I want you every morning to write down one thing that, matter, like, that, that you can do. Just one thing today. Forward is forward. I don't care how small it is. Because what happens is when you start to see yourself taking action on something that's important to you, whether it's just researching or taking a little online course or just buying a book or just having a conversation or just watching a video, if you do that every single day, what happens is you start to see yourself becoming the kind of person that's doing it. This is the secret to everything. You know, people say, how can I get disciplined in my life? And I tell them, step number one is wake up early. It seems like sleeping in in the morning is, is a form of freedom because, hey, I don't have to do anything. I'm just going to sleep in. But the reality is, is when you sleep in, now you don't get things done. And now those things that you were supposed to do aren't done. And now the next day you have to wake up early and get them done, not because you want to, but because you have to. So you've become a slave to the fact that you didn't have discipline. So if you actually want to have freedom in your life, you have to Im implement discipline on yourself. And, and I'm not advocating because it's unhealthy to not sleep enough, you know, and if you need eight hours, go to bed earlier. But, you know, and I'm not saying you need to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, but I am saying this. If you want to wake up early in the morning, go to bed earlier. Well, that's real simple to say, but it's hard to do. It's, it's hard to do, number one, when you're looking at your phone. It's hard to do when you're staring at your computer screen. It's hard to do when you're watching TV. Those things are meant. They're, they're designed to make you keep looking at them. And so you do. So what you need to do is turn those things off and try and go to bed. Now the first night you're gonna have a hard time going to sleep. What you do is the next morning you wake up early anyways. Along the journey, there's gonna be things that you need to do, but you don't necessarily wanna do. But those things are critical to your success. 
Excellence is an art won by training and habituation. We do not act rightly because we have virtue or excellence, but rather we have those because we have acted rightly. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. The most important thing you can do is win the morning. Just win the morning, man. I think that's true for all of us, even high performers. Like I, I, I don't have my morning routine game. I, I feel you know out of sorts. Um, so I think it's true for everybody. You got to own your morning. You got to win it because that starts and sets up everything else. I know you, you believe that as well. Like people need that discipline, those routines that will help the rest of their day go better. You need to focus on doing better every freaking day of your life. If doing better is not the main thing, it will not be a thing at all. If being successful is not the main thing, it will become nothing. To feel more confident about the things that you want to do in your next chapter, it begins with being willing to try. It starts with that. Otherwise, you get trapped in hesitating. Just stop thinking, worrying, looking over your shoulder, hoping for some easy way out. Stop it and just do. Listen to me. You got to make a decision. What's the decision? What's the decision? What have you been hesitating on? What are you afraid of? Face it, right now, what do you need to decide? Is it getting aggressive? Is it believing in yourself? Is it reaching out to somebody? Is it a recruit you've missed? Is it coming full time? I don't know what it is for you. What's the decision? Maybe there's someone in your life that needs you to get out of your life. Maybe there's someone you need in it and you need to tell them you love them and get them back in it. I don't know. But I know this, it's only a thought if you don't take an action. The difference between a thought and a decision is an action. So we know, and you know, you just decided, and you know what it is. You know what it is. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. Big up, as always, thank you for joining. I am your host. You know what I forgot the most important thing here, family, is that we shift through this podcast your mindset through inspiration, motivation, and most of all, the foundation of it all, self-discipline. I guess I can now introduce myself as being the host, E.D. Listen, for all you smart and intelligent folks out there, listen, just simply means Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. You know the motto here, you know the slogan, you know what moves us, you know what gets us going. It's B-O-Y, bet on yourself. You won't win unless you get in the game and play. You won't win unless you get in the game and play. The quote of the year, the quote of the decade, the quote that has resonated with me and that I am pushing towards you, 
you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice that you have. You never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Bob Marley. As you know, the format is one question to challenge you and then two thought provoking statements. Again, one question to challenge you and two thought provoking statements. First question is this family. Why do you keep making excuses to not completing the task or task you said you would complete? Let's do that again. Why do you keep making excuses to not to complete the task you said you would complete? Thought provoking statement number one, challenging or challenge your belief, challenge your belief. Thought provoking statement number two. The breakdown, the breakdown. If you can't tell by now, family, based on the audio clip, based on the question and the two thought provoking statements. The episode is entitled. Why is it so hard to stop procrastinating again? Why is it so hard to stop procrastinating family? I'm going to be honest with you. I did a video, I mean a video, I did a um, a show on this and I think I gave, it was like five tips or something like that to procrastination and, uh, and the reason why I know procrastination so well is because this is one of those things that, you know, everyone has their thing that they struggle with or, or that pebble in their shoe that they're continuously trying to get rid of. Well, this is my thing, procrastination. Why do I procrastinate? I started procrastinating or I procrastinate, I should say, is because a lot of times it would be, for instance, the work that I have to do would be so boring and, and dull. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. I want to do something fun and exciting. And that's why, you know, family, today I was going to, to do a show on dopamine and how dopamine affects the mind and how you'll see yourself buying these courses or books and things like this and you never complete them. Um, but I found out when I started doing my research, there's going to be some more research and I wanted to have some some tools to actually help people out, even myself, because th that's another one that that dopamine rush is, is, is something else. But anyway, back to why it's so hard to stop procrastinating. You see, family. Um, oh, and, and by the way, this is part of the series for this week that I'm putting on. Last, yesterday, we talked about the uh, 11 routine. So gave, I gave tips on, you know, routines that you can, you know, include, like, for instance, uh, having a morning routine or a day, uh, a night routine. So hope you check that uh, check that show out. So going back to this. So procrastination reason why I, I I know personally why I procrastinated is because the, the tasks are mundane or a boring and you don't get that same feeling you don't get that same rush and really if you really unpack it it's really about the process you see um when I started um, growing a beard which I, I'll start and stop sometimes because I the reason why 
I, I don't really grow a beer a lot of times is because I don't like the 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 big, <laughs> the process. The process your face is you start scratching your face a lot and then it doesn't, you know, it it it, it, it depends what type of beard you're growing and and because it's the type of beard you're growing, let's say you're growing a full beard, well that means that now you got to make sure it's nice and neat and professional and looks presentable. But that those beginning stages, I mean, you look rough. Like right now I'm in the beginning stages and I look rough. And I just, th that made me think about procrastination and how that in growing a beard kind of aligns. If you stay with me, I I'll tell you, I'll show you how this aligns. So a lot of times the reason why for me, I know why I had, I didn't want to grow a beard because I didn't want to, you know, it was just easier just to shave and be done with it versus a beard. You know, you got to make sure it's, it's, it's trimmed and, and, and it's kept great, kept, kept really great. And I didn't enjoy the, the, the beginning stages of this and how you look all crazy. So what I realized to myself, I was like, yep, I'm just going to go ahead and, and shave. And a lot of times family, we don't, um, when it comes to the things that we want out of life, we're on, we don't find a way to kind of break it down in a way where it's manageable pieces. We feel like we need to get it all now. And that's why I think a lot of these courses, a lot of these that don't add value, but there's a lot of courses out there that do add value. But it's, it's sort of that whole theory when Apple spoils it for the whole bunch. But what what it is 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 that and i'm guilty of it too i mean i i mean this this actually happened to me what uh no this was was this yesterday yeah yesterday yesterday and then last week where there were two courses where i was definitely interested in i was excited about and what i realized was there's no that and you i can feel it too when you start really paying attention to yourself as far as your your body and your actions you'll say "Ooh, let me let me just walk away and rethink this because what tends to happen family of why we procrastinate we start we start projecting towards the future so let's say you were like i'm going to build this company and quit my job we're already thinking about quitting the job and the company being a multi-billionaire company Instead of the process in which is going to be required of you, which is going to be honing your craft, working on, on, on the business inside and out, understanding the business basically inside and out and creating a sense of urgency. A lot of times, um, and I borrowed that from Pat, Patrick Bet David about urgency. And when I started doing that more and more of creating a sense of urgency, saying, you know what? I need to get this done. This has to happen. You know, you're not promised to tomorrow. And a lot of times when I do that, boom, I'm able to knock it out. I'm able to, 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 to overcome procrastination because when I was growing up, some of it had to do with, you know, my mom would be like, Oh, you just, why are you so lazy? Why are you procrastinating to get things done? And I was just like, I don't know. I just never, it wasn't just like a rush to me. And it wasn't that it wasn't a priority. It was just, see with me family, when I would get into a situation in which I'm working on something and I'm excited about working on it, 
I'll get lost in it. And I'll, and then I was using that as an excuse. Like I will be, I can get stuck in something and be in it for hours and hours. Actually that feedback is what I received on a performance appraisal. It was like, and, and it made no sense to me still to this day. It still makes no sense to me. It was like, well, if if Ed gets into is working on a problem, he will not let the problem go. And he will spend hours, countless hours trying to figure it out instead of asking for help. Well, I can kind of understand, but really. That's the type of attitude or type of employee or, you know, or if you're an employer that you would want because of the fact of that, you know, somebody is willing to solve something and not always depending on throwing the work on somebody else. And so when you're looking at procrastination and the things that you're procrastinating on, you have to stop and ask yourself, what excuses am I making? Why am I not doing that? Is it, you know, because a lot of times we'll say, oh, I'm just tired or I don't have enough time or this is going to take away from something else. I know some of the the struggles that I seen for me personally is, is that if I don't get started, like if I say, okay, I want to clean the room. If I don't get started and I write it down and I uh, continuously think about it, it, it just doesn't happen. But what on the flip side, it irritates me. It bothers me because I'm like, why am I not, this is, this is an easy task. Let me go ahead and knock this out and do it. But then I'm like, well, if I do that task, then I'm going to miss out on something else. What they call that FOMO, the fear of missing out. So family, when you are, when you notice if you are a procrastinator, maybe you're not, maybe you are just that, that great. But when you notice that you are procrastinating on things, create a sense of urgency and sometimes it's challenging too because I was just uh, listening to a story about Steve Jobs um, how he procrastinated a lot and he would just go for walks and things like that and so I, and I said I was going to do some more on do some more research on that however what the point I'm trying to make family is is that when you when you are procrastinating it's it's because of something else deeper than that. And that is something that has helped me. I'm like, okay, what is, what, what is bothering me? So I start, I start like, you know, mentally, you can write it down, but I mentally just start thinking like, what is really going on here? And a lot of times you'll realize that it may be something that you thought that it really wasn't that big of a deal, but it really is because you know, it, it, it is forcing you to not focus on the things you you said you were going to do. Like if you said, hey, I'm going to get up at 4 a.m. and then you don't get up at 4 a.m. because you're like, well, you know, I'll, I'll do it next week or I'll do it next month. And you're not sure if and, and this is to my business people too, to my business people who own companies or are becoming entrepreneurs or have side hustles. I understand that it can be, especially if you're working full time, it can be a challenge to get off work, then go and work your side hustle or your business. And that's why I've been a huge proponent of getting up early and working on the things as far as your business and things like that, because you have all of this energy in the morning. Well, some of us, not me. I mean, I, I have to will myself to get that energy, but I'm here every day, Monday through Friday, I'm putting out a show Monday through Friday. I am researching 
content. I, Monday through Friday, I am finding ways that I can get better. And by doing this research on prefer, pro, professional, professional, personal development, as well as learning self-discipline, I really understand that it's, it's really helping me helping me out a lot to beat the whole procrastination. And sometimes, family, a lot of things that people would say or that you would think that you're procrastinating on, that it's not really considered procrastination. You know, uh, I know for me when, and because, I, okay, here's a good ex example. When I was little, well, little being, let's say 10, 12, 14, I don't know how old you are when you start first cutting grass. I think I was like 10. And I would be told that I was lazy and I was procrastinating on cutting the grass, but it, that wasn't the case. It was just, I didn't have a formula. I didn't have a format. I didn't know that, okay, maybe I should be cutting the grass, maybe, you know, twice a week or once every two weeks or so I, I didn't understand. And that because I didn't understand a lot of times family will get, will mix confusion up with procrastination. And then it, that's why it goes back to my original point of being able to break things down in manageable pieces. Because for me, I know for a fact, that's when I start procrastination. If I, if I can't break down, like even doing the show, if you notice family, and doing this show as I was, as I started off, if you go back and listen to the very first episode, when I started off, I didn't know what I wanted to talk about. So I'm talking about, you know, marketing, I'm talking about sales, I'm talking about personal development, I'm talking about things that I enjoy. And then I then then you make the mistake of going out and <laughs> doing research and then you get all of these people's different perspectives and you like okay which one is right which one should i implement and then you take no action um, you become paralyzed by all of this information see we're in a day and age now family if the information is there but which piece of information is the right information to use one and then two what is the what is the x well i'm trying to say i'll say this what is the right piece of information to use one? And then two, how do I execute on that information? Because that's the thing is, it's not like there's not like someone teaching how, uh, how to be a, you know, be millionaires. Like it's a lot of information. If you want to be a millionaire as a book, I, I guarantee you there's multiple, multiple books out there about how to be a millionaire, but it's not about the book. It's about the execution. And that's why it's important, family, when you are working on something, if you decide to, again, and I always use this reference of saying, hey, I'm going to have a side hustle and I'm going to work full time, break that side hustle down into manageable pieces and say, and even break your job down into man manageable pieces. Meaning, here's a good example. Let's say you have a side hustle. Let's say you sell it on eBay or Amazon and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to get up early. I'm going to take photos, descriptions. I'm going to also do some, you know, I may do some marketing. I may ping a couple people on Instagram or, or run some YouTube ads or, or whatever that looks like. And then, um, while you're at work, 
when you have dead pockets, I call it dead pockets is available time to you, or I should say pockets of time. Let's use that. So pockets of time, when you have that, now you, you leverage those pockets of time where you are waiting for people to show up for a meeting or, um, let's say you've completed the majority of your work and you have time or the best time is during your lunch break. If you get a lunch break, then take that 30 minutes or an hour and look over your business or look, look over, you know, what you can do better and how you can become better. Because a lot of this family is really around self-belief and, and, and breaking those self-beliefs. I remember, um, there was a story that I had, no, it was actually a, a video that I seen and then it really made me think and I've, I posed this question before to you and I was like, what if you were diagnosed with cancer and you found out you had one year to live? What would would you still be doing? Would you still be working where you're working? Would you still be in the same relationship you're in? Would you still be? you know, living where you live, like when you start asking yourself those type of questions and you start saying to myself, you start saying to yourself, like, you know what, all these things that I'm worried about, all these things of what I think people are going to think of me is useless. If I have a year to live, I'm going to give it everything that I got in this year. And sometimes I have to shift my mentality to that when I start getting frustrated about I want things to come faster. I want things things should be happening now. I go back to that mentality because I'm really enjoying what I'm doing here. I'm really enjoying the opportunity to not just affect my life, but people that actually take the time out, which I truly appreciate and listen to this show. Because you're not, as we've learned, you're not promised anything in life. You know what? Before Anthony Burgess became a famous author in the 40s, he was diagnosed with a brain tumor and, and informed by the doctors that he only had one year to live. At the time, Burgess was broke and thought that he had nothing to leave behind for his wife, Lynn. Burgess always knew that he had a talent for writing and he thought it would be a good idea to publish a novel so as to leave royalties behind for Lynn. One year should be enough, he thought. So he put a piece of paper into a typewriter and began uh, writing. Of course, he knew that his novel was very likely to be rejected by the publishers, but at the time, he couldn't think of anything else to do. It was January of 1960, he said, and according to the prognosis, I had a winter and a spring and a summer to live through and would die with the fall of the leaf. So Burgess was focused and wrote energetically from early in the morning until late at night. Before the year was through, he finished five and a half novels. Contrary to the doctor's prediction, his cancer went into remission. And when that year was over, Burgess did not die. The tumor disappeared altogether. This is how Burgess, who was the best known for a clockwork orange, began his long and successful career as a novelist. Over the years that followed, he wrote more than 70 novels. Without the death sentence from his disease, he may not have started writing, writing at all. Like Anthony Burgess, many of us hide an extraordinary talent, but most of the time we never start working on it. 
What would you do if you, like Burgess, had just a year to live? Would you live differently? Would you try to discover your full potential before it's too late? Family, that story alone speaks to everything we've been talking about today on this show. If you only had that one year to live, what would you be working on or what would you stop putting off and you just start taking actionable steps? You see, the reason why I love that story and if since we're going to unpack this story is what I loved about it was is that it wasn't until something happened that he decided to take action. So when he realized, hey, I got a year to live, okay, what can I do? What, what one of my spiritual gifts, as I, I call them spiritual gifts, um, that you have to work on, though, which one of my skills can I can I work on? Because that's what he was doing. If you're writing, if he's writing all day, the writing has to continually to get better. It has no choice. So that's why family, and he did this for a year. So just imagine how we struggle with changing the time we get up, changing the required habits for what we want out of life. And it's not easy. It is truly not easy. That's why the foundation of this show is self-discipline. It used to be, oh, I want to get you motivated. I want to get you inspired. I want to get you going. I do. I want all those things for you. I want all those things for me. But at the end of the day, if you if you are inspired and motivated and you take no action, that's not that doesn't help me or you. Because the importance of being able to walk into a situation and say, this is what I want to do, and I'm willing to go through whatever is required to make it happen. And having that each moment as you step and keep walking in your greatness, keep walking in your purpose, keep walking in what you believe in, eventually something has to break, family. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Why is it so hard to stop procrastinating? I hope today that something that you have been putting off that you said you were going to do, that you go back and do that thing. Matter of fact, I got one better for you. Write down three, yes, three items that you know you've been procrastinating on. And tackle one today. Tell me how you feel. Why don't you text me and let me know how you feel? Because I'll be curious. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe tackling, maybe tackling these three items I'm proposing to you, maybe it won't work. But what if it does? 214-915-2440. That is 214-915-2440. Let me be your accountability partner. You be my accountability partner. We say what we're going to do and do what we said we already knew that is required of us to be the best version of ourselves. This is your boy ED. Until next time, I'm out. Peace.